Hello, welcome back to Nurturing Roots Podcast. And today I want to talk about something um, that I actually love talking about. Um, I want to talk about two hormones that are so important and work very closely with one another. Um, and these two hormones really are something that not everybody thinks about, but are so important in regulating your metabolism um, and are really key components to your health and wellness, even when it comes to like weight loss or energy, um, moods, you name it. So the two hormones I'm talking about today are cortisol and insulin. And they're so important. They're the hormones that our body creates are all important, but um, I consider these two probably two of four very fundamental um, foundations, if you will, in our hormone health. And standing alone, they're very much, um, you know, important as all are, but uh, they work very closely together, these two. And not only do they work together, the relationship is so interconnected that when one becomes off, so does the other. And in addition, when levels of those two hormones are too high or too low, a number of other hormones in the body are affected. And really all of our hormones are very interconnected. Um, but these two, along with a couple others, are really a foundation of, of our hormones. So I want to talk about insulin first. And, you know, insulin can really shake things up. It's produced in our pancreas and it's responsible for getting blood, blood sugar into our cells for energy. Now, I'm not talking about processed sugar here. I'm speaking about the sugar in our blood called glucose. And glucose is the body's main form of energy. And we really need it to think, to exercise, to heal. It's, it's really, um, you know, something that our body needs for almost all of our functions and glucose travels through our bloodstream to find the cells that require energy. Glucose is really our body's um, main form of energy and that's where insulin comes in. We often think about um, insulin for just diabetics, right? But it's really very important for everyone. It helps the glucose get to where it needs to go and um, you know, when we think about the insulin being only for people with diabetes and only they need to worry about it, this is very far from true. We really all need to take a look and everyone should look at their blood sugar regulation as really a key component to their overall health and wellness. Having your blood sugar running too high or too low causes your insulin production to either be overactive or underactive and it really affects our pancreas as well. So some of the important tasks that insulin has in your body, um, like I mentioned, getting glucose to the cells to form energy for the cells, it regulates your metabolism. Um, it's really a very key component, as I mentioned, in weight loss or gain. It's important for brain health. It's important for your energy levels. It helps to regulate your sleep and wake cycle. It really assists in your mood balance and it helps to curb sugar cravings. 
when your blood sugar becomes too low, your body releases another hormone called glucagon, and this is also produced in our pancreas. So your body is constantly trying to keep things in balance, and your pancreas is, is, is doing this all the time uh, with the production of insulin and glucagon. And, you know, insulin is released when your blood sugar is too high, and then glucagon is released when your blood sugar gets very low. So your pancreas is constantly monitoring this. Blood sugar um, does have a natural dip. You know, it's got kind of like this rhythm, but it does have a natural dip at certain points of the day. Typically, this happens after lunchtime. You know, that three o'clock slump that many people have. And what do we typically do then when that, when that slump occurs? We go, we go grab a coffee or commonly, this is when the sugar cravings kick in, right? Insulin likes to kind of roll with a slight dip and rise. If you could think of um, like rolling hills and valleys, okay? We, it constantly is doing kind of like this little up and down, but we want it to be a nice, even steady up and down. And when we do this, like grabbing a coffee or, or, you know, taking in a whole lot of sugar, when we're feeling that slump, what's happening is we're doing the, these big mountains and caverns, you know, where it's not a nice, easy roll anymore. We're doing this blood sugar roller coaster. And our pancreas gets very tired and overworked when this is constantly happening. And this happens when you skip meals. You know, it happens when you, you binge on the sugary sweets and you get very overworked. Um, and the pancreas kind of putters out. And over time, when it gets, you know, really tired out, this is when diabetes type 2 starts to develop or pre-diabetes. So even when it doesn't come to this, the pancreas still becomes tired from the constant blood sugar roller coaster. And then these hormones cannot perform to the best of their ability. And things start to get a little haywire in the body, leading to things like imbalance of your hormones. And over time, I mean, when your hormones are all out of whack, it can really create a hefty list of health issues. And on the other hand, even when other hormones are unbalanced, it could also affect insulin levels. So like I said, they all really kind of uh, work together. They're very um, intricate kind of system going on there. They're, they're interconnected. And cortisol is one that really plays a huge role in this. There's a few um, examples that I want to mention here that can cause our bodies to have trouble regulating insulin, such as, you know, someone who has very high consumption of processed sugars or white sugar, right? Sometimes certain prescription medications can have an effect on regulating insulin. One that comes to mind are some blood pressure medications. Um, if you're someone that has a wide variety of food additives in their food, if you're living a sedentary lifestyle, high level of pesticides being ingested can be something 
that causes trouble in regulation of insulin um, and some plastic materials have been shown to as well as well as uh, and this goes for a lot of other hormones as well and chronic stress being a biggie and when we talk about keeping our blood sugar and insulin levels rolling on those nice hills and valleys instead of those giant mountains and canyons the three key components that are really going to help sort of um, keep this at bay and, and I'll, I'll give you a, a more um, complete list kind of near the end of this but three key components are the quality of foods that you eat okay the quantity of what you are eating and the frequency to which you are timing your meals and this will affect your insulin levels and ultimately your hormone levels as well so that's the foods that you're eating so quality okay and that includes water um, instead of you know soft drinks the quantity so how much you're eating during those meals and the frequency the timing of your meals okay so those are three very key components to balancing your blood sugar now I want to kind of um, move on to cortisol now that we've talked a little bit about insulin and cortisol is another big hormone all right it is a steroidal hormone and it's produced by our adrenal glands you may have heard of this hormone called the stress hormone I've talked about it quite a bit um, when our bodies have a stress response cortisol is released you may have heard about the fight-or-flight and um, this happens when um, you know we perceive uh, danger it's a mechanism that we've had since you know way 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 back when when we needed it for survival if we were being chased by a lion and so our fight-or-flight response kicks in and it was meant to you know bring the blood rushing to the arms and legs so that you can you can run you can get out of there you know save yourself <laughs> and you know we still have this mechanism the problem is we're not running from lions um, at least you know commonly <laughs> so when our bodies have this stress response cortisol is released and when our stress re response is activated by our central nervous system our heart rate goes up our blood pressure increases respirations become quicker and the hormones are released into our bloodstream, uh, specifically adrenaline, noradrenaline, and cortisol. Blood flow is then redirected away from important, you know, functions such as, you know, digestion. So that that stuff kind of just slows down or shuts off while you're in that stress response, and the, so the blood can be redirected, as I mentioned, to our arms and legs. Now, we as humans don't really need the survival mechanism for that. But the problem is our brain does not know the difference between the stress from running from that lion or if we are, you know, at the office with an important deadline or a traffic jam, you know, or, or, or the list goes on and on. But the same response occurs no matter what the case. So when we're constantly in stress mode, the system is so constantly activated it leads to inflammation it leads to immune responses um, and 
chronically it just causes like uh, like I said uh, just a boatload of problems but there's there's no way in this day and age especially we can be absolutely stress-free in our lives but the key is to really find ways to properly manage our stress right so that's something that that we need to try and do as a society is to decrease that stress now cortisol is needed by the body to produce energy but too much can become toxic to the body the adrenal glands where it is produced will keep producing the cortisol in response to the constant stress response so this can lead to adrenal fatigue and you may have heard this term our adrenals produce a number of other hormones as well and most of those hormones all produce energy and when they're all overproduced um, our adrenals are overworked and they get tired and this often is something that's really overlooked I think by you know conventional medicine as a cause for a number of symptoms and the reason is you know it's really not like a black and white diagnosis you know it's it's not something that they're really they you know they want to find a diagnosis when really this could be the root of of so many things um, and some signs of symptoms of adrenal fatigue include um, chronic fatigue headaches dry skin hair loss anxiety and depression sleep disturbances digestion issues muscle and joint pain chronic infections allergies reproductive issues such as infertility or irregular menstrual periods, low libido, dizziness and lightheadedness, low blood sugar, chronic low blood pressure, and even craving sweets and salts all the time. And this kind of looks like a, you know, a list of signs of aging in many cases, but it may be more that your body is dealing with this everyday stress and overwork. And stress is not the only thing that can lead to adrenal fatigue. Um, things like skipping meals all the time or eating a chronic low-fat diet because our body does need fat, good healthy fats. And when you're eating chronic low-fat, this could also be a big stressor on our body. Uh, not getting enough rest over exercising you know someone who just is really going all the time always working out and perhaps perhaps not compensating with uh, proper diet and, and rest um, that could also be a reason low electrolytes uh, low blood pressure can lead to the adrenals tiring out and and these all will will have the adrenals not working the way that they should so let's talk about the relationship with insulin and cortisol because this I think is very interesting and as I mentioned all of our hormones are interconnected and cortisol actually is a really important factor in keeping um, your blood sugar balanced especially when you're asleep so when your blood sugar is too low or too high your cortisol level increases to so try to compensate that and when you're stressed the insulin in your body that's supposed to be grabbing that glucose from your bloodstream and transport it to those cells for energy it's actually being redirected because you're under stress 
the body perceives that danger, you know, that fight or flight, and then there's an increase in the cortisol. And because of that perceived danger, the body saves that, um, that glucose and it stores it. All right. So it, it stores it because it wants you to be able to have that energy on reserve when you need it, because it thinks that your body is in kind of like a, um, an emergent state. And so the, this issue, um, we're, we're not typically using that reserve that we're storing. And so then it becomes stored as fat. Okay. So typically this happens around your middle. This is where there's an abundance of adipose tissue and that's where it will be stored. So people with very high levels of stress typically will gain weight and have trouble losing it around the middle area. Now cortisol has a, um, a circadian rhythm, if you will, kind of like our sleep and wake cycle. And it can be measured and tracked during a 24 hour period. And typically it should be at its highest really early in the morning. You know, when you get up, you, you're usually in, in good high energy in the morning. And then it declines throughout the day and it should really be at its lowest late in the evening, right before you go to bed. And while you're sleeping, it begins to climb again while you rest. But sometimes the opposite may be true or it starts to climb and it's too high, maybe in the middle of the night and, um, or it measures very low in the morning when you get up and then high at night. And this happens with, you know, your night owls, quote unquote, and people have people are not really morning people. And this could be also a very good explanation of why you're not resting well at night. So cortisol's job is to kind of keep blood sugar at a nice, even range, nice, even keel during the night so that your body can rest. Sleeping is a period of when our body is fasting. So when we fast, our blood sugar, of course, will dip down. Now, if your blood sugar dips too low or it spikes too high, you're going to have that release of cortisol. So when your body's waking up in the middle of the night and you can't get back to sleep, it's likely due to a blood sugar dip or a spike causing the increased level of cortisol. In other words, if you're having a huge dip, you know, your body sees this as like an emergent situation. Again, it goes into that fight or flight response. The cortisol is released. It wakes you up. It's telling you that you're out of balance. And many times, most of the time, you can't get back to sleep. You know, you either have like um, the thoughts going on, it, you know, you're thinking, thinking, you get up to pee, you know, you're tossing and turning. And this is because your body's in fight or flight mode. It causes you to not be in rest mode and we need rest mode. It's so important because this is the time that your body needs to regenerate your cells and reset your body systems. Now, how do we prevent this from occurring? Well, it all begins with balancing your blood sugar. How do we do this? There's a few key components, like a few tips. Um, you know, I told you about the quality of foods and the frequency as well as quantity. And this also helps to keep your cortisol level balanced and other things that you want to um, get, keep into play with all of that 
are having the balanced meals with healthy fat, fiber, and protein. You should be having fat, fiber, and protein in all of your meals, and they should be balanced. Eating breakfast every day, and um, you know, ideally, it should be like an hour of, within an hour of waking. Um, eating smaller meals, but more frequently during the day. Listen to your body. I always tell people that you have got to let your intuition kick in and um, hone in on when you're hungry. Get to bed before you start to have a rise in cortisone. This will promote better rest. So, you know, I think, you know, if you're somebody who stays up after midnight, you're kind of uh, chasing the curve, if you will. All right. Um, so maybe getting to bed a little bit earlier is going to help this. Drink adequate amounts of water. This is so important and will help you balance your blood sugar. And what's adequate amounts of water? Well, the nice um, formula that I typically tell people is to take how much you weigh, take that number and divide it in half. And this number is how many ounces of water that you should be drinking per day. Okay, that's how much your body needs. Now, the more you keep that blood sugar roller coaster at a nice rolling hill instead of that big mountain and cavern, um, that big roller coaster, you know, the more cortisol you have, um, you know, balancing out as well as your insulin. So the less insulin, in other words, if you've got the big mountains, I'm sorry, and caverns, the less that insulin is going to be able to clean up your bloodstream of that glucose, okay? Um, and the the cue that is given for the stress um you know, the stress being the cue that's causing your body to keep that sugar around. So that's where the cortisol comes in. All right. So it's cueing the cortisol to be released. And that is telling you your body to keep that sugar around. And that's when it gets stored. So to help you flee, you want to run from that lion. <laughs> it perceives danger. The body's really trying to serve you is kind of what I'm getting at here. It's it's going to do what it's supposed to do, you know. But in modern days, the stressors are just not the same. They're not life-threatening at most times, okay. Um, but, you know, we may need that if we do have a life-threatening situation, of course. But that's not your daily life. And in addition to that above list on balancing your blood sugar, we really need as a society to manage our stress better and ultimately our cortisone levels. So a few ways that we can do that is to really learn um, and cope better with it. You, you want to get more rest. You want to keep your blood sugar balanced and that's going to help you manage your stress, okay? You want to exercise regularly. And sometimes I don't even like to use the word exercise because it makes people feel like they've got to get out there and run a marathon. I kind of like to call it movement. Just get up and, and have some form of movement. 
um, you know, we've, we've become such a, a society, uh, you know, with this digital world, especially, um, we just don't get out there as much. So make it, make it a point to get out there, take a walk, go, you know, just have a dance party in your living room, whatever it is that is getting you moving and is pleasurable to you. Another way is to really limit your caffeine intake, and I can do um, a whole <laughs> other episode on caffeine, um, but limiting it is, is important. Practice mindfulness. Recognize stress-induced thought patterns. You know, we don't have control over everything coming at us, but we do have control over how we deal with it. And that's where our thought patterns come in. Another great way to kind of manage your stress is to laugh. You know, a good laugh is definitely not going to stress you out. So watch a funny movie or, you know, be with people that make you laugh or, um, you know, pre-COVID days, go see some stand-up comedy or something like that. I mean, laughing is just a great medicine. And connect with those that you enjoy spending time with. This is really important, too. This always helps us feel better. And also your connection with that of which is greater, your spirituality, you know, that's another great way to um, deal with stressors. And of course, healthy eating. Um, I often say that digestion in our body is one of the biggest stresses we put on our bodies all the time. So healthy eating is so important in managing this. But to really summarize, um, it's chronic high cortisol levels as well as high blood sugar levels can really lead to a boatload of health problems. And, you know, completely living stress-free is almost impossible, but there are ways that we can decrease our risks by lessening our levels. So try and relax, get some rest, and make healthier lifestyle choices. And use some of these tips on balancing blood sugar and you'll be well on your way to, you know, your body functioning properly and, and increasing your energy and just helping you to feel better and live happier. And some of, you know, balancing your, your blood sugar and your cortisol level is something that, um, I do with, with my basic health coaching package. And so, if you're interested in having a free session with me, please contact me and, you know, we can, we can look at your goals. Um, I, I'd love to hear from you. So I hope that this was, this information served you well and it was informative and we will see you on the next episode. Thanks so much. Be well.